All right, everybody. Welcome to, I'm going to call it, it's episode four right now, right? We're going to say episode four. I really and feel like this is five. Okay. No, because so we did the first one and then you were like, Doug, you suck. And I was like, okay, you're actually kind of right. <laughs> that is then, not what I said. <laughs> and then we did the second one and, and I was like, you know what? We did better. And then I was, and then I realized that, that you didn't do your, uh, I didn't laugh at your jokes, your two dad jokes, because I, because I liked both of them. And the first one, I was just upset that I didn't see it coming. And, and, and we have the, I have, I just checked the log before this, I think, you know what? I'm going to pull up the log right now, because at this point, someone's going to be listening to us and they're going to be like, uh, yeah, it says episode, whatever. And they said it's episode, whatever. These guys can't even keep their S straight. Yeah. We're episode four. Okay. Yeah, because the first one was the pilot, and then the second one I I titled it "Fruit Bears and Gandhi," and I really hope that that makes it. Um, third one was we call it the mental health episode because that's what I kept saying. <laughs> uh, it's probably not good. People feel like, what the shit are they talking about? Um, okay, so this is number four. Yeah, so this is number four officially. Okay, that's good. So good. Good. There, I've just talked for like a minute, so I'm just gonna let you kind of do it. I'm excited though. I'm excited. This is our first topic. I'm excited about it. But but you chose the topic, so shouldn't you be the one running this? I ain't running shit, man. You're the one with the fancy hats. Remember? <laughs> oh, so do I need to change my hat? I mean, technically, no. It, you no. wore this. No, you wore this on the last, the last episode. Which, see, this is the problem. Is it, I'm rem- okay, everybody. You you know how this goes if you're if you're married and or a dad. I remember the hat that Tom wore on the last episode that we recorded, but it takes me like three days to notice if my wife got a haircut. So <laughs> I I apparently pay more attention to another married man's appearance than I do my wife. Is is how that could be taken. I don't, for the record. Tom's ugly. I would never do it. Maybe if I was single and drunk and had different pronouns, um, I I might I might consider. Um, there would also have to be some cash involved, cold hard cash, and chickens with peckers on their heads somewhere. Fuck off. On. Um. Anyway, okay. So let's let's get out of the of the debauchery here. First topic. I've been talking about this. Tom and I have talked about this on the side. Um. Topics. I love topics because you can just go all the way down those rabbit holes. It lets you go into any conspiracy theory you possibly want. And today's topic is, ah, where is it? Damn it. I lost it. Okay, here it is. So I uh, I stumbled across this. Um, someone, I was just on Twitter being a, uh, a contributing productive member of society, scrolling through Twitter on my lunch break. And someone... I can't even remember reference this and I just, I had forgotten all about it. Um, the article I'm looking at is from USA Today. It's from January of 2016 and the title is Texas Armed Standoff Ends After 15 Years. So the the really quick summary of this is a man named John Joe Gray was arrested in 1999 for assaulting a state trooper during a traffic stop. Um, he was carrying a pistol um, without a concealed carry license, and the trooper tried to arrest him, and basically a fight broke out, and, and the guy, it says he bit him. <laughs> Just, you know, the whole deal. 
So then he ends up um, not coming to court uh, on his felony charge. And he, I guess he, he had a 47 acre property and he just stayed there and he, he just refused to leave. And, and the, they call it a standoff just because, you know, for a while they were trying to get him to come out and it wasn't like every single day for 15 years, but, but they said they had like his kids, his grandkids, his friends were like patrolling his property with their firearms and they were bringing food in and out. Um, They, uh, some news organizations like sort of ingratiated their way in after a long time. And, and so that's our, this is our topic because my God, there are so many parenting rabbit holes. <laughs> I feel like that we could go down on this. Um, the The resolution of the story is that the the district attorney decided to drop the charges as he was leaving office. Um, and and his rationale was basically like the guy has like been in self imprisonment for like fourteen years or something like that. So that's that's longer than I would have put him in jail for anyway. <laughs> was basically what he what he what his rationale was. And uh, but but I will say this too: mad respect for the DA because they they don't have any legal obligation to inform potential defendants when they drop charges, so they didn't. <laughs> Yep. It took them like a year to find so out. So it took like six months or a year or something for them to finally find out. And then I think they still didn't believe it for a little bit. So they, they finally had to coax them out. And the sheriff was like, no, dude, like you can come out now. <laughs> so um, the the DA and law enforcement side are basically saying this guy, uh, you know, more or less had some justice served by his self-imprisonment. And, and just, you know, we don't need any more, you know, we don't need anybody to die or anything else to happen at this point. So just, you know, come on out kind of thing. So that's the backdrop guy assaults an officer holds up on his like 47 acre ranch. People bring him chicken nuggets every day for 15 years. And then he's, and then, and then the DA's like, Hey man, I'm retiring. Just, just stop. Um, and with that, I am really curious to hear Tom's perspective on this because former police officer i have plenty of opinions about this it's our first topic my god i hope this isn't like a three-hour podcast go uh so yeah this this is a rabbit hole um so so john joe gray like when do you ever hear someone use a full three name first middle last if they're not a serial killer first of all joe bubba watson right um no screw this guy man like seriously screw this guy he, he gets arrested for carrying a firearm concealed. And his defense was that it was his God-given right to carry a firearm. Dumbass, God doesn't give you the right to carry a firearm. That's not a God-given right. Okay, that's a constitutional thing. You want to make Ooh, that argument. Hard sure. disagree, Tom. But no, no. Well, that's all right. You go bite a police officer and we'll have this talk again. We'll re- record the next one while you're, you know. Where are you right now? I'll come bite you right now. <laughs> I'm not a police officer anymore. Um, you bite me in my house. It probably wouldn't go very well for anyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call Toko over here and have him bite you back. You know, I'll take care uh, of that the, nonsense. The mask doesn't work. It's just a fake. I don't know. It was pretty real looking. It does no. have those Wolverine claws. Okay, sorry. So. I'll stop interrupting. Keep going. You're on a roll. <laughs> All right. So now that I'm a hot dog. Um, no, screw this guy. Like, seriously. I, there's nothing that, that pisses me off quite the same way as when someone does something asinine and wrong and illegal and then screams victim. 
that that nonsense just makes me so angry. Like this guy did wrong and was going to get a citation and have to go to court. And instead he gets into a fight with the officer and bites him. And all of a sudden, you know, he's quoting God and he's, he's holding up on his ranch and he's keeping his kids there and raising his kids there with firearms, convincing them that society is evil and vaccines equal. What did he say? Obliteration, annihilation. Um, like he, he's intentionally, intentionally committing essentially uh, child mistreatment and, and, and child endangerment on this 47 acre ranch. And it just, there are so many things here that piss me off. My kids, when they see a police officer as a parent, okay. I, I don't care what, race or culture or nationality or whatever you are yeah i'm moving my, i'm all animated doug's mocking me you can't no see no it. that's no that's not me mocking you i'm like i'm getting all revved up i got so much there's a log jam up here i got Ugh. so much shit to say but i need to control myself so i'm just waiting so 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 lesson one here and, and i know we said we're not going to give parenting lessons but i'll go ahead and give one and as my buddy eric would say i'm about to sound like a real white guy like i, I am and i get that my whiteness is about to show um teach your children to not be afraid of police officers, to respect police officers, and that police officers are there to do their job, a part of which is protecting your ass. And if kids encounter police officers with that attitude and that approach in mind, your kid will not be accosted by a police officer. They will not be shot by a police officer. They will not be tased by a police officer or abused by a police officer or probably even arrested by a police officer. Teach your kids to not be douchebags. And most of the time, encountering a police officer will be okay. This is coming from a former police officer and from someone who has taught his kids how to talk to police officers, someone who has been on the wrong side of the law as well as the correct side of the law, and, and treating police officers the right way has helped, okay? This guy is teaching his kids that, you know, if a police officer comes on our property, you're going to shoot him. And he's arming his children and having them stand patrol on his 47 acres of hillbilly Texas swampland. Like, get out of here. He's not sending them to school. He's not getting them vaccines. I, I would be amazed if his children were, were not malnourished. They're sitting around listening to this guy just rant on this ridiculous, those who, who, what did, oh god what was the quote um, this is just this is why this is why topics are so fun you've said like 15 different things and i agree with seven of them and i disagree with eight of them for various reasons awesome well i, I mean, love it that's go what i mean it. like the vaccine okay well no i i interrupted did you do you still have it no no go ahead I, was, I don't want you to lose them you guys okay, have disagreements well, i want to get first out. of all vaccines with with some of the stuff coming out right now it's at least muddying the waters um, so I, I can totally get why people are distrusting of some of this stuff, considering sure. all the like lab leak stuff now being okay to at least talk about when it was verboten for the last three years. Not sure if I use that word correctly. I'm pretty sure it did. Well, you pronounced um, the, the V incorrectly, but you used the word in the right context. I, I pronounce it the way a V should be pronounced. The. If you're using a German <laughs> word, you should use the German pronunciation. Ver, 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 so it's an F, F sound, verboten. Fairbotten. No, yeah. piss off. This is America <laughs> with a U. Clearly. Um, yeah. Well, but so I, I agree with you on that part. The guy is sitting there making his kids guard him and his grandkids. It said guard him. And that's that's not OK. Um, I'm just going to drop what I feel like is my best point right now because it's right here. Um, Waco. Ruby Ridge. This is exactly how that shit happens, because if you had a DA 
or a sheriff or a governor or somebody like that. Um, John Joe Bubba Watson Gray, whatever his name is, wanted to slap his dick on the table and he wanted to to i mean he's a sovereign citizen that's what he is right he he's the he's the whole like i don't have to follow the law because i have my god-given rights and all that stuff um he wanted to get into a dick measuring contest and i guarantee you he thinks that on some base level he won here because they called it off and he didn't have to do anything um but this is how this shit happens if you have a governor or a sheriff or a da or somebody in in a decision making you know governmental legal authority who also wants to measure dicks this is how you get issues and and you know who pays the most for it like if, if whoever wins you know john joe if he loses, he's dead or in jail and he looks like the jackass that he is. If the DA somehow loses from from altercations, firefights or whatever, he looks like the jackass that he is. But you know who really fucking loses is the officer that had to shoot the like 15 year old who was who jumped out from behind a tree to to get him because the officer was just following orders the i i actually feel for the sheriff and the police officers here i, th- I think they they did something that was extremely difficult because i i am the type and this here's the one thing i all one of the things i disagreed with you tom if you're always polite to police officers you won't get arrested no i got arrested i was very polite to a police officer so maybe you should say if you're polite to police officers and don't have handlebar mustaches yeah. and and you don't have bottle caps in your pocket then maybe maybe <laughs> it'll be a little bit better <laughs> maybe but, i feel like there's more to the story than that but maybe that that all helps there's not there's not much more no i mean i got a free t-shirt because i'm awesome at at cornhole or at least used to be um so i was wearing that over my jersey so that was a good look too i'm sure um and i was in a subaru who the hell is trouble and drives a subaru nobody that's who this guy was just jackass and he drove me to the northern like county jurisdiction even though he 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 told me he was like there's three jurisdictions i can choose from here so i'm going to drive you to the the worst one with the hardest you know book that they're going to do oh there's an exception to every rule um there there are Mm -hmm. there are obviously some of those officers who are out there and they're being hard asses and they're looking for a fight and and they will no there 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 are obviously exceptions to the rule Um, yeah one I hate generalities, but when I speak in generalities like that, it's because the vast majority of the time, if, if you're decent to the cop, he's going to be decent back to you. Right. Because... He doesn't. He doesn't want to do it. I can't. Right. I mean, who who becomes a cop? Really, think about the profile of someone who wants to become a cop. They they want to help people. They want or and or stop bad people. Um, I mean, yes, it's like every other profession. You have your dickheads out there, but who? Is like, oh yes, I would like to maybe get shot at every day. Who does that? If you really want to go out and cause trouble, you're going to take the the quicker version. You're not going to go through like a six month police academy and all the training, and then have oversight and body cams and everything else. You're not going to do that. So, so the cops are people that are out there trying to like make things less bad at the very minimum. And you're not anybody's friend. I mean, we've seen that people are becoming cops right now. Yeah, they, they they're that, not doing but... it for popularity that's for sure no they're not so that's that was actually my my biggest point that i wanted to make in the story yeah. and then I'll, I'll just say it now again this is how you get waco this is how you get ruby ridge and we can talk all day about how wrong law enforcement the fbi or whatever was in those situations but this is how you get that yeah. and and so there does have to be some kudos to to the law enforcement for being like i mean 
they're tongue and cheeking it and 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 I'm sure this guy's not figuring it out but they're basically saying this guy's an idiot and he, he's suffered enough and and we're just not going to we're just not going to have this bad situation anymore and so kudos to them yeah no i, I agree there. it's um it, it, it's it's hard to let something like that go when you're the police officer because you want justice you you want this you know someone fights you someone attacks you you want them to get theirs like you do it it might be petty it might be sense of justice it might be because it's what we're taught is supposed to happen but you know you, you get attacked by somebody you want them to get theirs you know you, you want something to happen and make it a teachable moment but yeah no i think it was a real i think it was very big of them um and at first i assumed it was a statute of limitations thing but it appears after reading a couple of things like they just let it go like yeah, it's not worth it anymore good point and, and and i think that was what it was is they just kind of let it go finally um but at the end of it the whole thing like i think my biggest my biggest criticism of this whole situation and, and again what the guy does if he was if he was a single hermit you know crazy guy out in the woods whatever I, I would still have problems with it but it wouldn't be the same but he militarized his entire family to protect him and my chief complaint about all this is that as a parent um dad mom stepdad whatever stepmom adoptive whatever your job is to protect your children and to prepare them to, to be successful and happy in life. It is not to get your children to protect you. That is a bullshit, bullshit, 180 degree turnaround on parenting. And that's what really pissed me off about this. He militarized his children and the rest of his family to protect him. And I just, I, there's no excuse for that in my mind. Like there's just, if one of his kids had gotten shot because an officer came on, on his property this kid would be a martyr. And what would he say? Like, would he use, he strikes me as this quack job who would use that to then motivate the rest of his kids to go get some. And, and then, like you said, you've got Waco. Like that's when you get Ruby Ridge. That's when you get these situations, what's going on out in Seattle. Like that's, this stuff happens because people teach their kids. This is the kind of thing that's okay. And it's not, I mean, spoiler. it is okay. When Skynet happens, it is not okay right now. It's not, it's Skynet's not. And not here yet. That was that was yet. We're getting there. We're just we're having big leaps in AI. Um, and that was the other side of it too. Was was I'm glad you touched on that, Tom. I didn't know exactly how to express it at first. That's why I I broached it. I think I gave this to you like even last week or something. But because yeah. I I wanted to let it fester <laughs> like a disease and and let it all come out. Um, something triggered in me when I read that it was his children and his grandchildren and the word grandchildren in my brain, I was like, what, what, what kind of thing? Like, cause first of all, when you hear grandchildren, I hear most likely you're 50, maybe not. I mean, you know, but like, if you have a grandchild that that can efficiently handle a firearm, they're probably at least 10 years old 20 years, 20, like, you know, you're, you're talking about a 50 something year old guy who, who pushed back against the law as a sovereign citizen. And so that's someone who's firmly entrenched in being, you know, an, the nice word is incorrigible, um, not willing to change his views, D-bag. But if your grandchildren are patrolling to help protect you, then that means that their father's are all in on this as well and and that's the problem so so my my takeaway from this is like if if don't get me wrong love my father but if if he was like 
hey, I saw that a police officer come help. I'd be like, well, hold on a second here, dad. Um, not, not only do I need to make sure that I'm there for my own children, but you're recruiting my children to protect you. And it's like, no, they need to be in school or being productive members of society. And, and, and I think that shows how, how I'm going to say it, how deep the rot is in this family yeah. that there was, even if there was some questioning, they still quote fell in line and did it anyway. I mean, this is old Testament style, like patriarch, you know, tells you how, how high to jump kind of thing. And, and that's not okay. Nope. Not for something like this. Like I said, Skynet shows up great blast all the machines you want, but th- that's not what this is right now. And, and trust me, Skynet would not drop your charges. So if he was. <laughs> the machines don't retire after 15 years. Right. Right. So he, uh, so, so the fact that they dropped the charges in a, in a rational person should say, Oh, m- maybe I should extend an olive branch too. But, but there's just none of that here at all. This, this your, is how not to turn. function in society. This well, they didn't. They were on their own little ranch, their ranchero, 47 yeah. acres, you know, should and, have and bought I mean, that last three while they were sitting there. Yeah. But to make it an even 50. Maybe um, 50. On the other side of the coin, I, I am impressed that they managed to be self-sufficient for 15 years. Uh, that's a skill that doesn't exist in most families these days. Um, and I'm super impressed that they managed to just coexist for 15 years and survive. Um, especially in, in an environment there that's got to be that laden with hostile feelings and intention and anger issues. It's amazing they didn't shoot each other. You know, 15 years is a long time. I was I mean, in but Iraq. That's like, it's really angry gardening though. Like you're right. Just... <laughs> right. Like nine months in Iraq and there were people on our side that I wanted to drag out into a porta potty and just leave there. You know, like it, it, it was bad after just nine months. I can't imagine 15 years with the same people. I mean, kids that were born in the beginning of this grow up and go through puberty and go through all that. I mean, there are certain needs that you probably don't get to meet if if the only people around you are brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and uncles. And well, but it's just him, though. I mean, I think I think that was the other like the 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 headline sensationalized it, but it sounds like really it was just him never leaving the complex. Oh, okay. you know, family and friends kind of came and went and did shift duty and all that stuff because they weren't. Actually, you know what? Uh, this literally just dawned on me. Um, another good on DA, sheriff, governor, whoever for mitigating, you know, not escalating because 100% you could take any family member guarding him and and put up like aiding and abetting or obstruction or something. Yep. You could absolutely hit them with with at least a couple of misdemeanors, which which you know that that yeah puts all of them on the chopping block too. And it sounds like they didn't. So they let some, like a lot of these family members come and go. And yeah, I think this isn't, so. this isn't even a good topic anymore. I just realized that's basically just some crazy guy. Yeah. It's just some crazy guy. But, but when <laughs> you add, crazy guy. <laughs> when you add guns and you set it in Texas and then you work, you know, grandkids and it becomes fun. No, honestly, what, what makes this kind of fun and kind of neat is the sheriff's name is Sheriff Nutt. I mean, that's just, I've Stop never it. met a Stop sheriff. It. Don't before, do it. Don't do know? it. Don't you do it. All right. All right. I'll bite off all, all the jokes. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and not, not make the jokes. Nope, nope. nope. don't do it. Okay. Don't All do right. it. I won't don't do bite it. it off. I'm I'm gonna call him Ray. I'm gonna call him put Ray. Up, put up on. the walnut. <laughs> uh, hey, did you know that all acorns are trees? No. In a nutshell. No, stop it. 
Come Wait, on. Is this, dad, is this dad joke time? I, I think I might have just segued us into <laughs> that. Yeah, I might have. Wait, was that your dad joke for the night? Hold on. Let me go it, back it, and laugh at it. It, <laughs> it wasn't, but since we talked about Sheriff Nutt, it just popped into the head. So, you know. Right, right. Okay. All right. Perfect. Wait, are you hearing that? Let me turn. Let me mute. One second. That, that, that sounds like the bottle being opened. I, I plead the fifth, Mr. Ossifer. <laughs> okay. Dad joke time. You go first this time. I oh. promise I'll laugh. I promise I'll laugh no matter how stupid your joke is. Oh, good, because this one's really, really stupid. Okay, then I promise to laugh stupidly. I, I kept that in Texas because, you know, it seems like the way to be. For those who don't know, the only professional sports franchise that I, I detest is the Dallas Cowboys. So when this opportunity came up to make a dad joke about Texas. Um, because you're a real American. I'm No, because my I grew up with a single mom, and she dated the uh, the world's biggest butthead when I was younger, and he was also the world's biggest Cowboys fan. So it's not even the Cowboys' fault. It's just that um, he was. No, aware. it's it is the Cowboys' fault. When you're when you're like, oh, we're America's team. I'm like, no, you're effing not. Yeah, yeah, right. No. We'll go with that then. I'd rather blame him than them, but I still hate them because of the association. So yeah, a Texas joke tonight. Um, I thought you were gonna say the Texans, and I was like, well, they're not that hateful. Are yeah, they? No, no, just 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 no, Dallas, just, just, just the, the Cowboys. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, all right, I'm ready. Hit me with all it. All right, let's go. What do Texans use as birth control? Silencers. No, their personalities. <laughs> wow. Uh, even me. even Sheriff Nutt laughed at that one somewhere. Even Sheriff Nutt laughed at it. <laughs> that wasn't even a dad joke. That was just mean. That might have been mean. It's, it's possible. But I but you know what? I, I giggled. It's not I didn't just laugh, Tom. I giggled. That's even better. There's, that is it is even better. The only thing better than a giggle at a dad joke is a cringe. That's that's when you know you hit it out of the park. Well, both when you go. Yeah. And then you do the little snort at the end because you're like trying to cringe, but you're like, yeah, it's a little funny. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. No, wait, so is this is this just the Dallas football team or all of them? Oh, just the Dallas football. <laughs> just the Dallas. Yeah, we're gonna go with just okay, the Dallas. Perfect. I, I mean, there's a rap song involved, and you know, it's fine. Yeah. In yeah. my young single days, I, I knew a lot of women from from Texas, and they were all Man. lovely. So, oh, this is gonna be bad. We're gonna have we're having a night where we don't even have any like anything funny. You just you just told a mean joke that I like that 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 filled my soul with more joy than usual, <laughs> and I'm going to hell. I told the and acorn punny joke first. Like mine, I went there first. To that's true. Us. You did, but it wasn't planned. It wasn't no, planned. It was, but that's why mine's, it was better. Right, it was right. better than my mean joke. Well, mine isn't funny either, but uh, I, I'm really proud of it. I like it. I hope you haven't heard it before, or at least I hope you forgot it already. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Why do you never see hippos hiding in trees? Because they're bad climbers? Because they're very good at it, Tom. Oh, I like that even better. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Let's get super serious. Get back to John Joe Watson, gray, bearded man. Did we cover everything? We didn't cover completely everything. Um, the uh, let me find it because the where was it? I wanted it because there was one more point that that kind of came up here. Yeah, so here's the quote from John Joe Gray, and and this is why I wanted to I I, I wanted to make sure we covered this one explicitly i mean we've already talked about how he's maybe not the most redeeming um quality parent but national geographic said it took a crew two years to earn the family's trust 
recently. And so that implies, in my mind, that implies that it was towards the end of the standoff when cops weren't even showing up so much and they were still being paranoid, you know, not leaving the the complex kind of thing. The The quote from John Joe Gray says, we've never shot no one yet, but they know if they come on us, they'll be surprised what's going to happen to them. It's like a fine wine. Just open it. Let it breathe. Let it age just a little bit more. And then you realize, what the fuck? This guy, after after a decade of being like, yeah, I bit a state trooper. Come at me, bro. That's been his entire life for a decade. And Finally, a news team or like a like a like a media crew gets to him and he decides to just, you know, pour gasoline on the fire and say further. I'm gonna cap you if you if you come up on me is, is basically what he said in so many words. No. Just no. I, I, I'm I, I just no. I mean, I, I already kind of had my my two cents about you know that i haven't expressed yet about like kind of like what you said tom you know there it's about upholding the law and there's a desire to make an example of this guy because even though he kind of self-inflicted his own punishment he never really got run through the system like he was supposed to for his crime and he just has the audacity to basically threaten people who are being very measured in in his presence i mean police officers are already pretty measured considering all the stuff they probably could do if they you know had less restraint like the rest of us um yeah that that's i i wanted to just make sure you all heard that decade in and and he has not get gotten firebombed out of the sky yet and mr genius over here says yeah come on in we'll shoot you Kind of, kind of says it all right there, right? I mean, it's, I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. I just this this situation is, it's kind of beyond words. It's something out of a bad Hollywood movie. If you brought this pitch to Hollywood, they'd be like, "Nah, that's a stupid movie. That wouldn't work." Like, you know, they, they wouldn't do that. Although they well, did make a documentary out of it in 2014, I think it's on IMDb. Like, you he would need to fall in love with the reporter, otherwise, it's just not gripping TV. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He would braid his beard for her and whisper sweet sovereign nothings in his ear. <laughs> and her then, ear. then he'd turn out to be a scroll and uh, the CGI budget wouldn't be big enough. So it'd have to be some cheap shoddy, you know, yeah, it wouldn't be any good. Maybe a, 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 a little fling with his proctologist. <laughs> or Sheriff Nut, you know, maybe, maybe there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's There's the a, maybe that's the real struggle. Is the, this is uh, where the family tree joke comes in? <laughs> oh man, if that was my name, if my last name was Nut, there'd be so many family tree jokes. Mm. That, that's one of those names where you just have to lean into it. You you either change it or you lean into it. I think it has two T's though, which it does. Yeah, you know. Well, see, so normal people think two T's softens the blow a little bit. I think it just it intensifies the blow. (laughs) 
So in two episodes, we've had Doug talk about engagement with his proctologist. That is not blow. true. In No, I've only offered it in the second episode. Tom, you did it the first time. I'm basically this. I'm just doing Stockholm syndrome. Okay. Right. I'm I'm already imprisoned by your bad but captivating joke that you know a couple of people are like, ha ha. And so now I have to lean into it. You forced this upon me. I applaud your ability am, to lean into it, though. I am an unwilling participant. I don't know if you're unwilling. That doesn't seem right. We said involuntary. I said involuntary. Did you, though? Did you really? I want to say straight from my mouth, but I know you'll just run with that one. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't either. <laughs> All right. So um, for our first topic podcast, uh, this is okay. I feel like, um, you know what we should do for, for next time? Because I'm kind of, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like we should do two topics. And next time we try to go into like a topic, topic thing, like two bigger stories where you can crawl down the rabbit hole and we can kind of hit a theme on each one. So on this one, I think the theme is, um, I mean, for me, the theme is, is the Waco Ruby Ridge kind of concept of it. Now, actually here's, here's the other side of it too, because the other reason Waco and Ruby Ridge and and other things like that happen is because there is buy-in from the family. And I think that's why you have, I think that's why there, I, I guarantee you there are people who saw this happening who were like really supporting John Joe Gray. And, and it's not, not because they were other sovereign citizens, but because there is a sort of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, beauty or uh, uh, allure, allurement that it's alluring to fight against the man, you know, push back against the establishment and all that stuff. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm all for that, you know, to a degree. Um, the 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 one sort of virtuous part of this is that his entire family came to his aid, and and that quality in a vacuum is a good thing, backing up family you know, to the point of potential death. Um, but it's like Buddhism has the eightfold path and talks about how every virtue it's a balance. You, you can't, it's the, the middle ground is kind of where everything is at to a degree. And I think that's, that's one of the the tenets of Buddhism that you can pick up is that devotion to family is absolutely 100% honorable, but not to the point of self-destruction. This this is kind of the biblical reference. If if your hand forces you to sin, cut it off. If a grandfather forces you to patrol his complex for him, um, then maybe you should cut off grandfather, like just for a hot second, and then see how it goes. Yeah. But don't we all kind of wish, like, you know, our if I was grandpappy, if my kids were like, hey, dad, I got my Tommy gun. What are we doing? I'd be like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> like, I feel love now. <laughs> Yeah, I want my grandkids to go full Wolverines and on my acreage. You know, that's that's what I want. Release the Krakens. <laughs> Where's nachos when we need it? Uh, oh no! Don't do it! Don't drag that in. Uh, it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah, we won't go there. Now. Are we gonna Are we gonna get tea bag on here at some point? Probably should. He's he's probably ah. a better dad than either. Of us. He has five kids, doesn't he? I think so. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I think he said he has five kids. I think so. so. You know, I don't know. We'll have to do that at some point. Yeah. I'll have to get out there at some point so I can. I think. I think once we get good at this, yeah, I think that's when yeah. we come on. So um, twenty should... twenty nine, probably about then. Yeah. Um, take. 
you should come out next month and like next you know, month yeah i'm doing my stand-up nope. debut you should come out and see it it'll be hilarious damn it everyone else listening go see tom's stand-up debut i cannot I'll be at the Comics Roadhouse at Mohegan Sun. It'll be really terrible and awful, but it'll be laughable. It'll be good. Our due date is October 12th. So I love you, man, but there is no way I am coming out in a month because it's just going to be too close to all that stuff. And your kid's, your kid's going to be two days late. It's going to be October 14th. Okay. That's what's going to happen. Well, that's going to be perfect. Well, and then we're going to have the whole, like like we talked about in episode, I think it was episode one with, with kindergarten and red shirting kids and all that stuff. I mean, we're going to be knee deep in, in oldest kid coming home being like, teacher yelled at me. And it's going to be like, well, did she really? Or were you just talking all the freaking time? Right. Um, they, they have some like, a uh, uh, special needs instructor in the room too, or like, you know, for, for, you know, kids that need a little bit of extra help. And like, yeah. I just guarantee my daughter's going to be like <laughs> over there in the corner talking to the other adult and they're going to be like, <laughs> I don't even know what to do. No one talks to me. And so we're going to be dealing with that. We're going to be dealing with the second child being maybe okay on her own, but then dealing with the new baby and it's just going to be all sorts of stuff. So I'll laugh at you later on the recording. Is there going to be a camera? That'll work. Uh, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we could just make episode whatever, eight, ten, or whatever. Just your, just your routine. We'll see if I'm any good. It's the first time I've I've done actual stand up, and I'm going up. Doesn't matter if you're bad. It's an even better episode. That might be true. Everyone else is going to be very funny because the rest of them, except for one guy, are all professionals. We can do like a director's cut where we could play your routine, and I could just like shit on you the whole time. That would be perfect. Be really, good. that might actually be a good idea. A little mystery science theater three thousand. Yeah, I like <laughs> right. that. Um, speaking of kids and their reactions to school, did I tell you about uh, and then his his day at camp when he hit a kid last week? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so this, well, I, I guess, this is what I should have told as a joke, um, and I should probably mm. save this for another episode where we haven't been rambling at the cut everything. But he was at camp last week, and he was playing a card game with this other kid, and uh, the other kid quote cheated unquote um it, it turns out he grew up playing with different rules and crazy eights and and when he did something differently than the way he understood it he called him a cheater and uh, and and for those who don't know my son i love him and he's a sweet kid but he feels very big emotions if he's happy he's all the way happy if he's angry he's all the way angry locking himself up on a 47 acre ranch <laughs> yes so he calls this kid a cheater and the kid says no you're a cheater and says no you're a cheater and the kid pushes him and so hits him bam immediately hugs the kid like right after he hits him like immediately hugs the kid and says i'm sorry i'm sorry my daddy says i'm not supposed to hit other people until he teaches me to do it the right way like oh man you almost had it (laughs) you were so close but one second one second hold on hold on Edit this part out and post. I got to pee, but there's so much happening here. One second. <laughs> uh, no, go ahead. Pee in your bottle. It's fine. Oh, goodness. If you're going to pee in your bottle, do it off camera. All right. You got to work on your aim a little bit. I'm going to put a bullseye in the bottom of that thing. Would it help if I hummed? Like, would that help? And just camera shy? There you go. Let her rip, big guy. Nicely done. I don't know what you're singing while you do that, but in my mind, it's uh, it's some Frank Sinatra, like maybe my way. All right, you can put it away now. Listen, if, if, if you shake it more than twice, you're just playing with it, all right? Okay, that is definitely playing with it, and that does not need to be on camera. 
and we're back. Man, I well, don't say that because then they'll have to be like on the recording. It'll be like, and we're back. And I'm like, oh, what was Doug doing? Or what was Tom doing? <laughs> no, um, I, I, I can just picture it. You cheated. No, you cheated. No, you cheated. Wow. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Let me get proper training first, then let me come back and hit you. Yep. I am so sorry that I had to subject you to a suboptimal punch. That's my boy. <laughs> That's my boy. It's just so okay. Already idea for next topic is like <laughs> schoolyard bullying or, or life or whatever. Bullying would be a good one because oh my god, every kid's a freaking bully. That's what I'm learning is every kid's a bully. I mean, like it's basically Lord of the Flies, but just with math. Um, <laughs> I I just I had well I had a, a grade school time that was, I think unexpected. When people who know me now find out when I tell them, I was like, oh yeah, I was bullied hard for multiple years, and they're like, really? Yeah, because I was skinny and meek. And look at you times. now. Look at me now, fat no and meek. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's one of those things. See, see, you're like, you sit there and you're like, oh, good. My boy is not not shy about, you know, hitting back if someone starts something. But then you're like, yeah. oh, his reaction was basically like, I need to learn to fight better. And it's like, well, hold on there, champ. Like this yeah. <laughs> That's option number two or three, usually on the on the de-escalation scale. Yeah, that was not the right <laughs> reaction for that situation. We we had a nice long talk about um, you know what constitutes cheating and what an appropriate response is, and yeah, you know some camp counselor being like, "Mister Tom, you know what your son said? Your son said I need to I I need to learn to hit better." Well, you know, had had they put it like that, I would have said, "Well, you know, what did he do wrong? Did he not turn his hips? Did he hit with the wrong knuckles? Like, what happened?" It's all about torque, man. Like, come on, you you gotta you gotta turn the hand as you're going. You gotta make sure you get that contact with the right two knuckles, and you gotta turn your hips. You know, the right follow through. I mean, I thought it was always about the correct the correct two knuckles. Like you're okay. Well, but I thought it was about keeping the elbow in and and using the ground as kind of like your base, like pulling the ground power, you know, and then the the hip turn. The hip turn is important. Yeah, hip turn is important. Well, that's why I got to double check because I took some boxing things for like you know eight hours one time. So so when you hit someone, you want to hit with these two knuckles and you want a straight wrist, and in that way the energy gets transferred evenly down. Most aggressively because those are the two that are most in line with your arm. Right. If you hit with these two knuckles, you're going to end up breaking a bone and get a boxer's fracture, and that's not right. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, good times. This this is when your uh, your self defense seminar brought to you by GoDad Go. Yeah, I was gonna say, welcome to Go Dad Go. Um, we're teaching you how to hit people. <laughs> next week, I'm gonna teach you how to shrimp out of a mount position and choke somebody the f out. That's next week's lesson. I mean, I'd rather just kind of be maverick and let's talk about it. <laughs> it's way better because I'm fat and meek. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I don't know. This is good. I think we've covered. Is there anything else about um? because we've gone like 15 minutes the other way now. Is there anything else about this topic that 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 you want to bring up, Tom? Because I think we've basically covered everything. The, the big thing for me was the grandchildren, the whole Waco Ruby Ridge possibility. I wanted I wanted to to bring Scientology into this, but I don't I don't think we I don't think there's enough there. So another time. But then also the the quote 
to the to the national geographic because it was just like man normal people hey everybody please be a normal person don't sit there and think after a decade or whatever that like you you still want to like talk a big game because at that point most of society thinks you're a lunatic and and your point your 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 options are lean into it or i don't know give up or something i don't know I don't know. You're kind of pot committed at that point, though. Like, if you've been going for a decade, if you yeah. give yourself up, the DAs might be like, "Oh hell yeah, now it's time to to do what we should have done." But I think that's the other thing too. If you're really being a responsible parent, there are consequences for your actions. And if he had just accepted the consequences, it would have been not nearly as bad as this for himself and for lots of people. So I'm just willing to bet that uh the grandchildren were not attending their zoom classes during all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think for me, the, the big takeaways are, are, like I said, you know, as a, as a, as a parent, your job is to protect your family, not to get your family to protect you. And, um, and kudos to law enforcement there for, for kind of doing the hard thing, but I think the right thing, you know, it's the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law is, is kind of a tough thing to balance. And I think that's one of the big differences in law enforcement organizations. The good ones are the ones who recognize that and really do try to, um, to you know, take both into account and consideration. And the bad ones are like, nope, you screwed up. I'm going to get you. That's the end of it, no matter what the cost. Those are the dickhead cops that you re- see about in the headlines. So I think the fact that they kind of, you know, they, they, they had the, the spirit of the law in mind here. And, and eventually somebody was like, this is dumb. The guy bit somebody, you know, in, in court, this would have been a guilty plea and it would have ended up being reduced to a misdemeanor and he would have never done jail time. And instead he's been in prison for 15 years and screw it. Let's let, let's just drop it. It was good on them to not put someone's life at risk for something like this and to, to be the bigger man, so to speak. And, you know, just let it go. It, it's, it's, it's really something else to see that a law enforcement agency, for lack of a better word, just, just let it go when, when the, the there was no point in taking it any further out there. So. Obligatory, obligatory devil's advocate take. Yeah. The charges only got dropped when the DA was retiring. Yeah. So someone was at least petty enough to hold on to it for 15 Taking a look at his dick every so often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it it was good they dropped it because he could have, it could have fallen on the new DA. To come in and so you know maybe that was the da's point was like there we still do have our laws so i'm still not going to let him off the hook for it you know if if he ever decides to turn i'm i'm probably i'm guessing the da probably thought if he ever decides to turn himself in we could still go through the process and 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 hopefully you know the judge will kind of say hey you've sort of done a version of time served or there's a fine or something like that so on another sense if you really are like about the law you don't just dismiss it right away. And and he he did dismiss it before he went out the door when usually stuff like that gets dismissed by a new DA. So maybe maybe that was that was actually maybe that was the best play for him, just for kind of supporting all sides. I don't know. Not a lawyer. Nope. Not not, lawyer. not not until we do a new podcast where we just nope. like off the cuff lawyering. Oh boy, we get in trouble there. Yeah, it's fine. We'll just have like a nice disclaimer at the beginning of every episode. It'll be like, welcome to the Mental Health Lawyer Podcast. <laughs> one crime at a Please time. Do one crime at a time. This is parody. Do not listen to anything that gets said on this <laughs> entire episode. 
<laughs> I would do that. That would be a fun podcast, a full parody podcast. I would do. I was thinking with the uh, with all of our articles, we could be like, the year is twenty twenty three, the month August, the day Trump's indictment. This article says. <laughs> Uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia just released all of those charges. That's that's so funny. Oh my god! No free shout out. I mean, I, I I mean, this is probably how how we we. So here's the thing, everybody. Um, we we would like this podcast to reach more ears and and get a little something back for it because because running these things does cost a few dollars. And and even though Tom and I are having lots of fun here, um, it would be nice if if you shot us a few bucks to help help fund everything. But free shout out to someone who should sponsor us is that Trump history Twitter profile. <laughs> that if you if you <laughs> if you haven't seen this, let me pull up the handle just so you guys can get some free. You guys can give him some free freaking excuse me X. It's not Twitter. It's X now. Um, Trump history is at Trump underscore history 45. This is like the best account i've ever seen it's it's the guy uses ai imagery to put trump in significant historical situations and it's like it's like trump along our vein trump is training mahatma gandhi in meditation and trump is teaching gordon ramsay how to cook and there's a whole like four or five tweet string about Trump in the garden of Eden, hearing about the serpent and saying, that doesn't sound like a good idea. And then after she falls for it anyway, he rides away on his motorcycle. <laughs> so if, if you, if you're on Twitter slash X, check it out. Like I'm looking at one right now. It says the media often fails to mention that ever since the U S women's national team lost its coach and mentor, Donald Trump, <laughs> The team has not been able to achieve the same level of success after lamenting that they were tired of winning. The American ladies began focusing on political messaging instead of practicing. You have to see this. All the images, too, are just so good. If you're a real person, like not like, you know, beholden completely to Trump, like you'll love this. I don't care whether you're Democrat, Republican, like if you have a sense of humor, it's totally worth a look. It's fantastic. I love it. That was a good free plug. I like that. That's a good it was plug. a good free plug. I mean, it's just, it it brings me happiness. And and that's what we're about, right? We're about bringing happiness, joy to the world. Yeah, because that's all the stories I bring to the table. They, they make people happy and joyful. It's, you know what, um, some people, we need, to, we need to pull our listeners and see how many of them uh, have Jeffrey Dahmer as their personal hero. Probably about the same number that are, you know, living on a 47 acre plot in Texas. Give this. Oh yeah. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to talk about this next time, but I actually just watched. Okay. Oh, so remember we were talking about the, um, the, the movies that we haven't seen. Yes. Um, so one movie that I have not seen that probably spoke to my character that I just recently did see was Roadhouse. Finally saw that. So we the can, original one or the remake? The, the original Patrick Swayze. If you tell me you haven't seen it, I have to ask. <laughs> I mean, right. Well, no, that's fair. But yeah, no, the, the, it, it was. I I see why people like it because as a as a as a religious ish band myself, some of the the lines in that movie are fantastic. Yes. Well, like I'll have to charge you rent because otherwise the Presbyterians will come after me. And and then later he's just like, you know, money always seems to just get you farther in the church. And I'm like, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, there was that whole like indulgences thing and we won't, we won't get into that right now, but you know, it's fine. Oh, you want to lessen your time in purgatory? Give us money. That's not yep. a sin. Not at all. No big deal. No, um, it's fine. No, it's, it's fine, fine because the church said it was fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the church, because the church said so. Cause yeah, the church but, said so. Yeah. yeah. But the, um, but the, no, the thing I actually just watched was that uh, Johnny football um documentary that's on okay. netflix right now I um seen that. it's johnny menzel right yeah 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 it, it's it's really fascinating i mean you always gotta watch out for documentaries because you know they can paint whatever picture they want um notably no one from the browns speaks in the entire documentary they have news conferences clips from kevin sumlin his his head coach at the time but he doesn't actually speak speak um, Cliff Kingsbury, who was the offensive coordinator for him, speaks in it, and Johnny speaks, and his old like buddy from high school PR manager speaks, and all that. Um, I'm I'm assuming the Browns didn't speak because of like NDAs or something, you know. But yeah. reading between the lines on that uh, was really interesting. I mean, like it, it basically sounds like Johnny was a an effed up kid, where, and I think he realizes it too everybody let me pause everybody focus on that word guys the ncaa coaches offensive coordinators nfl teams endorsements brands texas a&m the new stadium the city all that everybody made money on johnny manziel except for johnny manziel and I think he was the guy who who loved what football brought him. He didn't really love football. Like, he loved football in the sense of, like, yeah, I'll go out in my backyard and play. And he just happened to be so supremely athletic that it worked at the collegiate level. But, like, one of the stats in the in the documentary, this is another free plug, I guess. Um, the After his freshman year, A&M had $700 million plus dollars of donations, like their endowment. And that was $300 million more than any other year. So I know you, I mean, he basically says it. I mean, I think one of his lines in the documentary is fuck the NCAA. <laughs> like he hates them. He absolutely just like personal vendetta hates them. So, and I mean, I'm a Browns fan, so I'm, let me clarify. I'm a Browns fan who never wanted Johnny. Like I was watching that draft that light night being like, please, dear God, do not take Johnny. Please, dear God, do not take Johnny. I wanted Khalil Mack. I can tell you the whole story. My dad can, can corroborate my story. I told him the whole draft story before they put it in the documentary. But that dude got shafted hard, to be fair. What, what Doug really wanted on his team was was a quarterback who knew how to like take charge and had a big bold presence and like thirty or so odd sexual assault charges against him and you know the largest guaranteed contract in NFL history. Doug do was not, referred to Sean Watson way back then. Like do he just not knew that slander Brit. Do not slander Brandon Whedon like that. <laughs> uh, that's another. That's another podcast. It is another podcast. And that's it, okay. We referenced Sergeant Bilko earlier on in an earlier episode here. My my defense of Desha- Deshaun Watson is an indictment is not a conviction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, um, I believe we are tail spinning. <laughs> yeah, I think we've spun. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thanks well, for listening. We'll, we'll, we'll be better next time. We, yeah. we almost promised. Well, you guys are great. This this has been, I mean, at, at nothing else, we're having fun. Hope you guys are having fun. Um, at the end of the day, remember, 
you're beautiful. We love you. You don't have to be perfect. We don't want you to be perfect. You're the best. And don't bite police officers. Don't bite police officers. Especially if you're unvaccinated. They don't don't taste good. You need to cook the pig first before you bite it. Bacon is not good raw. It's not. No. Extra recipe. (laughs) Later. Later.